everybody. Welcome to the Web Cave. I'm Dan. I'm here with my good buddy, Bobby. Bobo, how the hell you doing? How the fuck you doing, dude? I'm doing good. Uh, it's a, we're here on another Monday. Uh, talk about some superhero shit. Yeah. Got a big one. You want to tell the people? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. A little bit of... A little bit of that House of Dragons episode four review. Yes, sir. A little, little bit of Thor Love and Thunder review. Now it was available to stream and my poor ass could watch it. <laughs> yep. And uh, talk about a little bit of impact of Tom Holland's Spider-Man on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, that is our main course for this evening. We will probably talk about other Spider-Men briefly, but... We're mainly just talking about how Tom Holland's Spider-Man has impacted the MCU as a whole. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. His impact on the MCU, what's kind of, like, the climate of the MCU because of him, like, all the shit that's happened because of him. I mean, he's had a pretty big impact, so we're going to dive into it. Uh, Before we do all that, though, you want to start at uh, House of the Dragon? Yeah, let's start in House of the Dragon. This episode, a little slower paced than the first three. Yeah. Still very good. I give it about an eight and a half out of ten. <clears throat> it set up a lot of power moves, a lot of conflicting political sides. You can kind of already see that certain sides are being taken, even though Aegon's only like fucking 14 months old. Oh, actually, he's two, I forgot. He's fucking two. He's two. Uh, Rhaenyra, she's growing into an older woman. Damon, she's listening to Damon's influence, and Damon's trying to tell her that you're the princess. You're about to be the heir of the the Seven Kingdoms. You can do whatever the fuck you want, and he's right. Rhaenyra can do whatever the fuck she wants. I mean, can't she she can. I mean, her, like he said, like like what Damon was telling her, you can marry who you're supposed to marry because of the because of the realm, but you can do and sleep with and be with whoever you want. You're the princess and eventually going to be the queen. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, there was already people flipping out about it, though. He's building her up. He's building her up to be the woman that she needs to be, and I I really like it. Matt yeah. Smith, Damon Targaryen, is, every episode, his performance as the character is getting better and better and better, and he started off as a 10 out of 10. That's true. He's like a 15 now. <laughs> Even their fucking, their little, like, love thing. Yeah, it's incest again. Whatever, people need to get over it. It's uncle and niece. It is what it is. It's how it was written. It's how it, at this point, this shouldn't be new to you guys. I'm not understanding why people are still shocked about it. Yeah, I mean, like, episode one of Game of Thrones in, in fucking, what, 2010? Yeah. Like, like you, you've had, like, ten years of this shit now. And so, the first like, book was released in, what, 1991? Yeah, in the early 90s, yeah. Yep. Yeah, like, it's not an unknown thing at this point, so... I'm, Especially for the like new history. It, it like it, it's always in Westeros, in that universe. It's there. 
Like, especially with the Targaryens, they're, like, known for that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, but, like, back to what I was saying, I definitely thought it was a very, very good episode. It's setting up a lot of power moves. Rhaenyra, in the one episode, Rhaenyra has grown massively as a character just in the, that episode alone. Yeah. A lot of growth. A lot of, a lot of shit went down. Uh, Otto Hightower kind of getting the boot. Stirring shit up. Him stirring shit up. Victor's finally learning that he's not just ruling under his own influences. Other people are sticking their dirty hands in his his business. Like, it's about time he figured it out. Yeah. And that dude, like, obviously, he always wanted, like, him having to marry his daughter and shit. He always wanted control. I'm on a lot. I really, really enjoy this show. We didn't get a whole lot of action this time, but we will. Yeah. I, I didn't think it needed the action because, like, we forget, especially, like, early Thrones and some of my favorite episodes had literally no action. Uh, a lot of that's just story and plot, and you don't really get action until the last couple seasons. It's like Battle of the Bastards and onwards is when you start getting a lot of action. But, I mean, more more the Battle of Blackwater or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Battle of the Bastards. Battle of the Bastards is more like big set-piece battles after. But yeah, you, that's get one, action, like, that's you get action with sword fights and people, like, fucking getting their heads chopped off. And You're, you're right. There is a Battle of Blackwater and on. There is a big, a lot of action set-pieces. Uh, and, and, like, sprinkled in almost every couple episodes. So... This doesn't have to have that, though, to to be good. Even though they have done it really well. These first three have had at least, like, five to, like, seven minutes of something fucking cool happening visually on the screen. Uh, Whether a dragon flying or... What's up? Oh, I said, oh no, I was thinking because like I'm agreeing with you. I'm next, I'm really excited for next week's episode. I know we were just talking about it, but the whole time jump they're about to do, yeah. I'm, I'm interested. No, the time jump's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. And, like, I, I'm fine with it. I, I understand you can't, like, s- some people can't get CGI. I'm glad they're, like, keeping Matt Smith on, though. Because he's just doing so good. Like, I don't want him to change. I, I like. No, yeah. I'm glad they're keeping him. Granera, I understand. they got to make her older at some point. Yeah, and I'm on... During this time jump, I really think she's going to have a children when we do the time jump. Yeah. I mean, we already had one C-section, you know? I think you it's kind of normal to skip the other birth. We, we already had a giving birth scene. This is our second one in Thrones. The first time, we we had to watch a bitch give birth to a fucking shadow demon. I forgot about that. Yeah, and then Renly got fought. <laughs> Damn. Fucking poor Renly. Uh, but yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to them doing that in the time jump, but if they want to show a scene of, like, at least the, the kids, like, as toddlers or something. I, I don't I know what they're going to do. 
like sequence. They're going to show you a scene of them getting married, then the next scene after that's going to be them having a child, then the next scene after that's going to be the next child, and then like, and then they'll pick up to wherever they're going to pick up at. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like they are just going to just completely skip right over it, and then you're just going to have to learn like, oh, hey, that's that's Rhaenyra's son. Oh, that's Rhaenyra's daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. I uh, no, I like the way it's going so far. I mean, there was a there was a lot of intimate moments in this episode. The Rhaenyra was was getting down, and uh, she was just throwing herself around, dude. Like she was a fucking yeah. party hoe and shit, dude. On top of her uncle, in the next scene, she's fucking some other dude. Like, what the hell's going on here, bitch? You just lost yeah. your virginity. Really on the cock number two. Well, well, her and Damon didn't bang, though, did they? She, he definitely no. split in. in that girl. He definitely split in, dude. When he backed off and walked, left the brothel, dude, her pants were off. That's well, yeah, he out. he had ripped her skirt down and shit, but I don't remember him searching like, anything. I don't think he actually... She tried to get him to, but he, uh, but when he pounded on the wall and walked away. I think he, I'm pretty sure he dipped, and he's like, nah, fuck this, and left. <laughs> he dipped. This is David dipped. He definitely, he definitely dipped his breadstick in the fucking ranch dip and then left. <laughs> oh, there you go. The old Damon dip. But, uh, the and then he, and then he <laughs> Oh, great. Uh, yeah, so whether, uh, okay, so we're going, then he did. Uh, yeah, I think she, he got her all hot and bothered, so she had to, you know, take out the energy. At least that's how I took it. And, uh, but that, I mean, that was like a, a kind of a long scene with her and that Crispin Cole, and I know that's setting stuff up, and he's going to be an important character later on. We won't spoil it. But he, uh, like, he, he's going to be kind of important, so that, that, like, they are planting a lot of seeds right now. Like, every scene and every moment, is going to mean something later on. A lot of foreshadowing going on. So. so. Yeah, I'm going eight. Let's say eight and a half. Okay. Is there any, anything else, like, cool from that that you really – I mean, there there was a couple good, like – like, the scene when Otto Hightower gets dismissed is, like, a really impactful, good Game of Thrones scene. Or, like – just the political way, the way Viserys is like, you no longer have my trust. But like, that was like a powerful scene. So I, I fucked with that. But besides that, I don't know. Me too. And the, and the scene when Damon was drunk laying on the floor of the throne room and the king banished him again. Yeah. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, and the one prostitute came out. Brother Angel Yeah. Right? Yeah. I didn't yep. understand that. Like he's so mad that he had sex with his daughter, but it's like you're hooking her up with her cousin, and it was even suggested that she married her brother, but the uncle is off fucking grounds. Like it makes no sense. It's because he's trying to plant power moves and within the realm, and every time he tries to do it, his brother or someone else is fucking it up. That's why Viserys is getting mad. No, he hey. said he was. In- Doing that and he her. defiled her because he's trying. He defiled her image in front of the realm. Well, yeah, because there's no matter. Because in this like timeline, fucking before marriage is no no. Like if for a lady, dudes are known to go out to the brothels and you know 
do some Damon dipping. But the the girls have to they have to be very you know classy and wait till till the ring's on it, but before they can. So the fact that she Especially banged her be, uncle in a brothel. Be, if you're gonna be the queen. Yeah, queens don't go to brothels. So, okay, yeah, because the teens don't go to brothels, but the queens got to stay back. That's what the point of it is, dude. No, that's it's, not, it's not supposed to be fair, though. It's not like, you know, that's how they have it set up. Like, it's just, it's not right. It's supposed to be not right. But, like, the, yeah, Renera, she she pulled the no-no by going to a brothel. And, and sneaking out to begin with. Yeah. Now. You know, you don't do that. Yes, you can't do that as a lady. Not if you're going to be the queen. But, like Bobby said, like, and to Damon's point, she can do whatever the fuck she wants, as long as you're running this bitch. I mean, I mean it's yeah, but she's proven not, later. Yeah, she's not in charge yet. Not yet. So she's got to be careful. Yeah, and that, that's kind of, and well, I think that was the learning lesson at the end, when she's talking to Viserys. And he's like, yeah, you got to fucking, and you're going to marry this guy, and this is the way it's going to fucking be. And she's like, all right, but you got to get rid of the hand. Right. And uh, that was a good scene, too, but I don't know. I, I can't well, wait to see what happens. You know? It's gonna, I'm going to believe it, too. The next episode, I believe, is going to be the best one yet. You think so? Yep. Because I'm not going to spoil it because I know what happens in the book, but I feel like they're going to do the time jump. I'm, I don't know. Just, I feel like something really big is about to come. I know what happens in the book and what's about to come, so I don't want to say anything and ruin it for like the actual event that's about to happen. So, all right. Well, uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll we'll look forward to next week, and we'll be covering that on the next episode of the Web Cave as well. You want to move on to Thor? If we have to. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to just talk about Thrones the whole time or House the whole time, but it's going to be but a real right, challenge we'll... not calling the show Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's just I'm it's gonna... so similar. I'll start on my Thor: Love and Thunder review. All right, what do you got? How 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 much did you love it? Not at all. I didn't love it at all. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. And I didn't like it. It's, it's kind of floating in the middle for me. It's a five. I give it a five out of ten. Why, Bobby? Why? Why does why? it suck? I'll tell yeah. you yeah. why this movie fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> tell me, dude. Taiwatiti or however the fuck you pronounce that guy's name. He did yeah. an absolute banger of a job making Ragnarok. One hundred percent, that movie was a masterpiece. You completely dropped the ball with this one, dude. Yeah. The movie was way too, way, trying way too hard with the comedy. Thor's character felt like a, like a, like a gimp version of him. Like it wasn't actually Thor on the screen. He didn't, he wasn't as powerful as he should be. Mm hmm. The kill off Jane that quick. I I definitely think Jane should have stuck around a bit longer, not just one off in one movie. And Gore the God Butcher, Christian Bale's performance as as the character that was written for him to do was a masterpiece. He played the role perfectly. 
But the character itself had some issues. His comic, his appearance was not anywhere in relation to what he looks like in the comic book at all. Looks nothing like what Gore the God Butcher is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. The comedy, like, it was really bad. The whole scene with Zeus and the fucking Court of the Gods, like, that shit was fucking stupid. Like, why was Zeus wearing a fucking tutu, dude? Like, that was stupid. Like, he's the one, considerably one of the strongest gods of all the mythological gods, and he's wearing a tutu. I was surprised dude. at how bad this was, <laughs> dude. When I saw it in theaters, I was like, what the fuck? Because like, Thor movies have never been my favorite, but Ragnarok was really good. Everything about Love and Thunder I hated. There are two things about the movie that I thoroughly, three things about the movie I thoroughly enjoyed. Okay. One sure. was Christian Bale's Gore the God Butcher because his performance, like I said, was outstanding. I agree. Two is when Jane died, she went to Valhalla with Heimdall. I thought that was really cool. She was only fucking Thor for half a movie, and she still went to Valhalla. I thought that was really cool. And they showed you what Valhalla looked like. Yeah, that was nice. That was awesome. And three, the only comedic part of the movie I found to be funny were the screaming goats. Oh, my God. See, I fucking hated the goats, bro. I, I don't get how much you love the like the first two times w- were hilarious and like the the people giving them when he destroyed the temple and they're like we don't want to talk about the temple <laughs> I'm getting fucking mad and they made him pick the goats like that shit was funny but they they went back to the goat train way too many fucking times. I no, like the goats like of everything they kept doing like every all of their comedy like attempts. That was the only one for me that was landing was the goats. <laughs> Try to do the like everything else to me was just a complete swing and a miss. Like every other aspect of the movie is just a complete swing and a miss. I wish I had an audio of the goats. They sounded so Those fucking. I love the goats. <laughs> they, like I don't know. The rest of the movie was really stupid. What do you think about the love triangle between uh, the hammer and uh, the axe? I did, I did think that was funny. I did think how Stormbreaker was reacting jealous, like how jealous the, ha- the axe was getting the Thor talking or loving on the hammer. I did think that was funny. Like when the, like when the Stormbreaker was flying the ship with the Bifrost and he was loving on the hammer and the ship, and the hammer and the axe like stopped the ship and disrupted everything and then kept going. Like I thought that was funny. And like when he yeah. was talking to the hammer and the axe just crept up right behind Thor and was just I watching was him. I was dying during that. That shit was funny when he did that. That, that was, was funny. funny. I, did, I did enjoy that, but like I don't know. Like months. Like a lot of the other shit was stupid. Like when Thor summoned his new Love and Thunder like Thor like suit that he was wearing and he had the helmet on. And they showed you him not being able to fucking breathe in it, so he just took it off. Like, that was a complete waste of money making that scene. Yeah. Like, a lot of the, like a lot of this movie, to me, was a waste of money. No, I'd agree with you. Uh, I, I, I agree with that. My piece on it is, and I love comedy. I'm a funny guy. I like funny shit stand up any uh, comedy movies anything i like funny stuff and funny superhero movies are good and marvel's done a really good job at putting that marvel humor and shit 
they went way too fucking far this time, dude. Like, I, like I understand and I get it. And Ragnarok was such a hit, and that was very goofy. So they wanted to really emulate that success, especially Taiki Takai Wahidi or whatever the fuck. But it, it's just so ham-fisted. It's so like it's just too much. And like Christian Bale's the only one taking this shit seriously. And it's like it's at a point to where you're just not taking the plot seriously. Like, I'm not, so, how am I supposed to be invested? How am I supposed to, like, really care and almost shit a tear when fucking Jane dies? When the whole time, like, they're making fucking stupid fart jokes and just, like, and half of it doesn't land. That's the problem, too. Because I'm not fucking crying out loud laughing. I'm sitting there with my popcorn. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. It didn't, yeah. like, it wasn't funny. Like, some of, like you said, like, the, the shit with Mornor and uh, Stormbreaker was kind of funny. The goats were kind of funny, but some of the other shit is just like like Gore's being like very like serious when they like when they capture Thor and Jane that first time, and the other girl, I, I think she's there, and they have her and they have he's got them in like these cocoon things, and he's being super serious and he's fucking like threatening them, and Thor's just like joking, he's just riffing and talking shit and having fun, and it's like bro, like this is a pretty fucking serious moment, dude. Like, fucking, like, Thor, like, Infinity War Thor, we need that back. Like, it's, he's just gone so downhill. It's crazy. Like, we need, like, like he needs to take some shit a little seriously. Like, some of the stuff, like, oh, it's a classic Thor adventure. Like, it's just, it's too that much. much. Really and not, only... If that was a classic Thor adventure, Thor would have fucking thrashed out against Gore, and that would have been a ridiculous fucking battle scene that would have wreaked havoc in the entire area they were fighting in. Exactly. It just we don't get any of that. It wasn't it wasn't taken seriously enough, and I think that's my only issue with it. Because I can do funny and jokes and having, but once you're just not taking something seriously, and I know you can't take it too seriously because it's not fucking real. It's all comic book bullshit, and even though we love it, like it's all like it's not real. So you don't have to take it too seriously, but you do gotta have some fucking serious moments in there, and. I didn't yeah, see I know, it. but you can't have some fucking dude called Gore the God Butcher in a movie as the villain. But the movie that the the God Butcher's in is a fucking comedy movie. Exactly. That's a serious like, character. That's a deep character. And you barely get, you only scratch the surface with him. And, and you redeem him. And the fact, like... Like it's like Gore is out there killing all the gods, and like Zeus is like, "Nah, we'll just hide here where where Gore can't come." Like, dude, really? You're, you're Zeus. You're just gonna hide? I thought that was stupid. Like they really made all the other mythological gods fucking pussies. And now we're just supposed to believe Thor just hangs out with fucking Gore's daughter and is like, he vibes with her and that's his little fucking homie. It's like, this is fucking, that was, so, that, that, that end scene after, before the Valhalla shit. But isn't that part of the love and thunder part? Yes, that that is, but it's not worth the joke, or it's not worth the meaning so, for me. Okay. I, I think it's I stupid. I thought the love and thunder part was a reference to him and Jane. Well, that too, but it also the, like the announcer, whatever the fuck, the narrator, he does say that that's love and thunder when, when it's like him and her together fighting at the end. And 
Yeah, it is. And, like, and I understand what they were trying to do, but it's fucking... And he doesn't owe this kid a fucking thing. Like, why was Thor just like, yeah, I'll take care of you. Like, we're cool. <laughs> like, you just fucking... I mean, you're the reason Jane's kind of... Well, you're not the reason Jane's dead, but, like, we just got into some intense shit. But, yeah, I'll take care of your daughter. You're cool. See ya. <laughs> like, it was just... I don't know. That last ten minutes to me was a fucking travesty. I mean, Gore is the reason why Jane died. Jane took, or Gore took the axe, and Milnir went back to Thor because he didn't have the axe anymore. Exactly. So he is. So even even more reason to be like, why the fuck are you so nice to this guy in this moment? Like, I get he's a hero and all, but and why are you taking care of his daughter? You don't know. You don't need to do that. I, like, I get it, but and they didn't. I don't think they did that in the comics. I don't know. I I've read a little Thor. And a little gore, but not. I don't know from me reading Thor comics that movie would not have played out that way if they actually would have went off the books. Do you, do you know if he ever takes the kid though? I don't know that. No. I don't think so, but uh, who knows? But I just well, I, I didn't like that. Not caring Thor usually is a lot of the times. So the fact that they dumbed him down is that's what made me really not like the movie. Like Thor is one of the most ruthless characters in Marvel comics and they made him a bitch. Yeah. And I understand the motivation of Gore, but I, I don't really, this is one that I didn't need redeemed. He could have died it like in a more spe- spectacular way without like me kind of feeling bad for him. I don't like how they did that either. No. Christian Bale played it well. It's just the the and like I like what you said, and I agree. He's the best part of this thing. Christian Bale is really trying his best as Gore the God Butcher to make like for what he was told to do. For what yes. he was told to do for his role, he did it without a doubt perfectly. But the, some of the yes. things that his character was doing wasn't was, wasn't right. Like his look. He looked nothing like how Gore is supposed to look. Not even remotely close to the way he looks in the comic book at all. Yeah. He doesn't really seem like a threat either. Like, the Gore in the comics looks more imposing. Exactly, and he's way more of a menace. They kind of showed it a little bit with the little fight scene they had. Where he yeah, kept even, disappearing and going into the yeah. ground and popping up somewhere else. Like, they were showing how Gore can be a problem, but they didn't, you know. It's a big villain, and, like, that's somebody you could have really elaborated on and got some awesome eye candy fucking sci-fi fighting scenes, but they just, they didn't. Also, and I understand that it's kind of, it's a PG-13 Marvel movie, so you really can't show too much. But instead of them just, like, seeing clips and finding gods, it would have been nice to see him actually kill a couple gods, except for that one in the beginning. Yeah, like, like that big fucking, that big reptile one that he killed, it would have been cool to see him or kill him. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. It definitely would have... It's, the movie was just a huge letdown all the way around. It was just a letdown. I like how That's they kind of... Three, three things I liked about it was Gore and that Jane went to Valhalla. Yeah. I, I will say, in addition to that, I like how they kind of did show... I know you didn't like that scene with the gathering of the gods and everything in Zeus, but I like how they kind of showed that, like, oh, the gods really aren't shit. Like, the god... Like, 
the, these people that you worship and shit, they, they don't give a fuck about you. I, I like how they, they kind of showed that. Like, it, yeah. in, in a different like way. That, it, it was a cool... I To me, I thought that was cool. But but the actual scene and the shit happening in it was pretty stupid. Yeah. All right. It was very so, dumb. you go five or five and a half? I go straight five. I put it in meh on our tier list thing, and I, I'd probably go about five as well. Either five or four. Because it really, I don't even, because five's average. I don't know. I think it might be a little below average. I might be being too harsh on it, too, though. No. I'd say average is around six or seven out of ten. No, average is five. (laughs) And average is half, right? Yeah, average is pretty much half. But, uh... Anyways, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of a mediocre, a little under mediocre movie, so. Uh, what else do we got? We got, we going on to Spider-Man now? Yes. Big Spider-Man. Yeah, I didn't subject myself to that bullshit this week. I'm, uh, we'll, we'll do it too for next week. We'll do, we'll do both episodes. We got some other stuff I wanted to do some reviews on as well that we didn't in the past. Well, what else? What else do you want to go back and watch? We should do a Falcon and the Winter Soldier review of the series. Okay. WandaVision, Loki. WandaVision, I'm so down. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we we can review something every every week, you know. In addition to whatever. I mean, there's a lot of announcements this week. They announced the Secret Invasion shit. They gave you some more insight on that. The That werewolf at night thing that Marvel announced. I saw that. And we got the, and another thing I wanted to bring up, I almost forgot. I'm glad I just remembered. That absolutely 100 out of 10 fucking fire fucking trailer number two for Black Adam. So good. Amanda Waller, dude. The Wall. I'm excited for that fucking movie, man. I'm very, very excited. It looks... Month away. A little more than a month away. They need to quit bitching out Hawkman, though. I'm tired of seeing Hawkman get thrown into a fucking car. (laughs) I want to see him do some cool shit. He's going up against Black Adam, dude. Oh, I know, but, like, at least make me believe it. Like, you can show that in the movie, but at least, like, show them just standing. Like, I like the, I mean, that that line, even though it's a bit corny, the heroes don't kill people. Yeah, well, I fucking do. He should have said it like that. Well, I fucking do, bud. Hate to break it to you. Hate people. to break it to you. <laughs> I'm very excited for the movie. It's going to be so good. I can't fucking wait for it. Uh, I hope that it's very successful and it launches all this shit and we get Justice Society movies and fucking more Black Adam movies and Henry Cavill comes at the end for a 30-minute fight. I hope all these things. And uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I really hope. And I've been seeing lots of things too that I'm not sure if it was a real image or not, but I've seen Henry Cavill was on one of the casting things for Marvel Studios reveal. Yeah. 
They didn't what he was casted as, but I seen his picture on it. I have two guesses of who he's gonna play. Who? Two guesses. Who? Who's your two? The first one, Hyperion in Loki season two, which is basically Marvel Superman. Yeah, that feels cheap. Uh, and then the other one is Dr. Victor Von Doom. Henry Cavill is Dr. Doom. I think he would be a very good person for that role, and I think that's why they casted him, because I've seen him on the list with other people who are supposed to be in the Fantastic Four movie. So I think he is going to be Dr. Doom. He's got the European accent. He's a white, he's a white middle-aged man. Yeah, he's a very strong-minded kind of guy. I feel I I feel like Henry Cavill is a good pick for Doctor Doom. You might be right. You might be. Fun. No, I mean, I w- I would love Henry Cavill as Doctor Doom. I don't think he should sleep with the enemy, but if he has to, Doctor Doom would be amazing. See, I'd like if he went to Marvel, I'd. I like the idea of him being a villain in Marvel instead of being another hero. Because, like, he's already Superman. He doesn't need to be another hero. I, I agree with him being a villain. Like, what they did with Christian Bale, him used to being Batman, now he's Gore the God Butcher. You want them to keep the trend of fucking you there live? I think if they are, if Marvel is going to take Henry Cavill or use him at the same time as DC is going to do it, I think it should be a villain. Yeah, I mean, if any DC character leaves DC hero, they should be a villain for Marvel. It's only I right. don't think he's leaving DC. I honestly think that Henry Cavill is going to be the first person that is going to play both a DC EU and MCU character simultaneously. He might. I don't know. Would that be the first? I'm trying to think if anybody else has. I mean, At Russell Crowe, that's not simulated. That's not the same time. time. Russell Crowe hasn't played fucking Jor-El in fucking almost 13 years. His voice is in the Snyder Cut. Yeah, but those are recordings from 13 years ago. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not like he actually came back and re-recorded those lines again. Those were already recorded voice lines that he did. Way to kill the fucking magic, Bobby. I think Henry Cavill is going to be the first one that we're going to get that's going to be playing both MCU and DCU character at the same time. I mean, I, I think if he's anybody else besides those two characters, I see, I can see Henry Cavill being the the, the Great Britain, the basically England's Captain America. Yeah, Captain Britain. Maybe. Uh, some other Marvel news. How about uh, the Thunderbolts? Oh, yeah, the Thunderbolts. Fuck that movie, dude. That's all I got to say right now, right off the bat. Fuck that movie. I mean, Florence Pugh's going to do a great job. She's great. Like, that movie is going It's going to be another fucking replication of Thor Love and Thunder. It's going to be taking all of the shittiest fucking characters that they've written for this universe and putting them all in the same fucking movie to have a shit pile of clusterfuck of this shit. 
Yeah. I'm not excited for that movie. Like, it's, that movie's going to be very dumb. They're, they're putting that horribly, completely comically incorrect fucking Taskmaster in that movie. Yep. They're bringing the Red Guardian back and Black Widow and the other fucking couple other characters. Like, they should have fucking brought more interesting people back. Like, Agatha Harkness should be in this fucking movie, and she's not. She's got her own show. I know that, but she should be in this movie. Like, Taskmaster should not be in the movie at all. Agatha shouldn't have her own show, to be honest with you. I Honestly, I disagree with you. I don't know. Can you really get a show the on Agatha? The only reason why I think Agatha should have her show is because of the Darkhold and how it got brought into the MCU because that was in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, which was a Fox TV show or ABC or something like that wasn't part of the MCU. Right. And they brought all of that information from that show and brought it to the MCU without actually connecting that bridge and how it got there. So I feel like that's what they're going to do with Agatha. Because in that show, there's a Ghost Rider in that show. And then the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., those people, they have the Darkhold, and Ghost Rider is the one who has it. And somehow Agatha gets it from Ghost Rider, and then she brings it to WandaVision. So, like, they have to connect those two somehow. So I feel like that's how they're going to use Agatha's show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I'd probably – I mean, I'm going to watch it. I don't care if it – I mean, it doesn't seem like my cup of tea, but she was great. I'm going to watch it everything the MCU puts out and I'm going to do the same thing for the DCEU just because I want to know all of the ins and outs of the whole universe even if it's shit like She-Hulk right now I, I think this show is complete and utter dog shit but I'm still watching every every episode every week yeah I mean it's kind of what we do right <laughs> I mean I've I've seen so much content that I fucking can't stand <laughs> well I can't stand but I think isn't that great but I just you know this is my shit so I gotta watch it even, like, if they make five more Thors, I'm going to be in the theaters for every one of them. Or I'm going to make sure to they, check them out They even said they are going to make another Thor movie. It was at the end credit of Love and Thunder. Thor will be back. Yes. Literally said it right on the fucking screen. So, yeah, I can't, I mean, I'm always going to watch this shit. I, I can't, I mean, there's only a couple pieces of MCU content I miss, but I've seen mostly all of it. And I've seen everything out of DC, of course. And I'm going to keep, I I've mean, seen, yeah. I've seen all of it, yeah. I've seen everything. So, yeah, definitely going to keep watching, but uh, we're definitely going to be on that Monday talking shit about it when the Thunderbolts comes out, probably. <laughs> oh, 100%. I'm not looking forward to that movie at all. At all. Now, a little bit of news. We talked about, uh, we talked about, the Incredible Hulk a couple weeks ago. Now, did you hear this yeah. about Tim Blake uh, Nelson's coming back? Like, the guy that was supposed to play the leader that setup that they did in Hulk? He's going to be in uh, New World Order, the new Captain America. I did not see that. That's cool. That's another, that's, that's another indication that World War Hulk's coming. Yeah, that's going to be the leader. It's the same actor. It's the one that they set up in that movie that got fucked up at the end. Yeah, yeah. So they're finally going to pay that off. And the other thing, too, Kevin 
Feige officially confirmed that the original Avengers that we've known across all the movies is officially disassembled. Yeah, he did say that. They're done. We're still around. Hulk's off-world. Iron Man and Black Widow were dead, and Captain America's aged and retired. Officially disassembled. They'll be back. They already have the fucking movies announced. We'll see. And of course they're disassembled. Most of them are fucking dead. (laughs) Yeah, but you could always bring them back. Yeah, that's true. Anything else big news-wise? I don't really know. Not much, really. Uh, Apparently they showed a... What's up? What? Apparently they showed a final screening of Batgirl. Like they yeah, I think they did like a farewell screening so people could see it before they buried it forever. <laughs> Burned the fucking footage. That's so crazy, dude. Yeah. There's also a legal clause in the contract of the movie, too. Since they're canceling it like this, they'll never be able to come out of the archives ever again. So there'll never, ever be a chance for this movie to ever be released. That's so ass. I just want to see it. I don't even care if it sucks. That's like one of those things, like, I got to see it. I want to see how bad it is, at least, now, you know? It blows it and just put it on YouTube or something. But I don't Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Whatever they want to do. Uh, yeah, I think that's about, that covers it. There's a, a new Doctor Doom scripted podcast coming out. If you like audio mm-hmm. drums. Yeah. Some of these, like I listened to the Batman one on Spotify that was huge. It was like number, it took over Joe Rogan for a few weeks. And Batman Unburied, and that was pretty good. But, uh, you know, if they want to, I mean, whatever medium you enjoy this shit, they pretty much have it in anything now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I thought Doctor Doom was an interesting choice, though. Yeah, definitely. All right, you want to talk about Spidey? A little bit Spidey. Tom Holland, well, not just Tom Holland, but Spider-Man as a whole, his impact on the MCU as we know it today. Yep. How do you feel his impact has been, positive or negative? Uh, what was the question? I said, do you, how do you believe Tom Holland's Spider-Man's impact has been on the MCU, positive or negative? I think he ruined the whole... No, I mean, positive. Absolutely positive. He fucking... He's done so many... Like, And it's funny because... And we were briefly talking about this earlier. Going back even farther, like... Spider-Man the movie, Spider-Man 1, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, the success of that movie, I don't think you get an MCU. You don't get all these other beautiful things without it. So You don't get Marvel comic books after that movie if that movie didn't hit. Yeah. Marvel comics sorry. were going bankrupt at that time. That's why they sold the rights of Spider-Man to Sony to make the movie. Exactly. So you're not getting... 
You're not getting anything. Marvel's done. <laughs> so Literally, you guys, all you Marvel fans and MCU fans, need to get on your hands and knees and bow to Tobey Maguire. <laughs> the Toby and Sam Raimi for directing and writing the movie. Sam Raimi's a fucking legend. But I mean, so big impact because I don't know if you get any of this shit without that. And. uh but Tom Holland, if we're talking about him, because Andrew Garfield had no impact. I'm sorry. That should end. The MC was already going on by the time he came in. So, yeah, I don't, I don't even consider that. But Tom Holland, huge impact because for one of the guys that did not start the MCU, it's one of the later movies. Actually, what Spider-Man, uh, Far From came, or Homecoming, Homecoming Phase Three, right? Or is it Phase? What phase is homecoming? I think it's three. Okay, so you already have two phases? You already have Avengers 1. Infinity War. Or homecoming happens before Civil War, so it's two or three. Phase two or three. Okay. So you already have Avengers. You already have Age of Ultron. You already have some big things before he pops in. And then he pops in in a huge... First of all, Civil War... He had like a groundbreaking performance. Like he was amazing in Civil War. He uh, did. He came in as a fresh Spider-Man, completely walked over Falcon and Winter Soldier like they were fucking mannequins in a mall. Yeah. Just completely toyed with them and tossed them around like they were nothing. He went toe to toe with Captain America and took Cap Shield from him. He fucking stopped the plane from being thrown, and he fucking was fighting giant Ant-Man. And one thing I'll say, and this is about his greater, and we'll go back to the timeline after I make this point, but his impact is so big because by the time you get to the third movie, no other heroes, movies, no other standalone movies feel like an event in this thing. Like Doctor Strange 1, it feels like a good standalone movie in the MCU. It doesn't feel like its own like event. Captain America Civil War got closest. That felt like a big event. But it also didn't feel that like movie, Captain I America. I not feel like that movie should have been titled a Captain America movie. That should have been an Avengers movie. I agree. I agree. But these movies feeling like special it has been like, and it is hard sometimes. I, I mean, I, I love a lot of them. But for some people, it's like, oh, it's more Marvel. It's more Marvel. How does it feel? Sp-? But then like an Infinity War comes and that's fucking special. Or Endgame or mm-hmm. all these big events. Uh, Spider-Man's the only one. Spider-Man No Way Home is as big and is as much of a spectacle as those things. And by just being a Spider-Man movie. And to me, that's a huge fucking feat. Spider-Man solo movies, Far From Home and No Way Home, I'm pretty sure are the only standalone MCU movies that have earned over a billion dollars. Yeah. Like Cap, none of none of Cap solo movies or Iron Man solo movies or Black Widow or Thor's, none of them made over a billion. Spider Man's did. And I like Far From Home a lot too, but I would say it's kind of it's another Spider Man movie and it's good. But No Way Home, like, legitimately felt like a spectacle, like the Super Bowl of superhero shit, like like how the the first Avengers felt or how the Snyder Cut feels or how, how those big big movies feel. That's how No Way Home felt watching that and that's hard to do 
So I, I'd say that's a huge impact in its own right. The fact that it's so special that like it's this is like this character has so much into it that you can make this like huge homage of a movie to all the various versions and and even and in that right, you know, Holland had or McGuire had an impact because of that movie. And and calling back mm-hmm. onto him, so no, I'd say the impact has a huge impact because without Spidey, they can't do a lot of the multiverse shit that they're doing. Because in the comics, Spidey has a lot to do with the time jumping and going into different time realms and dimensions and shit. Yeah, and like just how his overall like strength, like having. That was the introduction of one of Marvel's overall strongest, physically strongest characters that they have in their in their comic books. And he's the moneymaker of Marvel. Like when you think Marvel, you think Spider-Man, Captain America, and the Hulk. It was like, in my opinion, it was kind of hard for them not to include Spider-Man in this universe. I thought his impact was. Probably, besides the original five, I feel like Spider-Man's entrance into the MCU was the biggest of all the other characters that they introduced. Yeah. Only because he's like the follow-up to Iron Man. They're going into the secret invasion and the secret wars and for the, the future Avengers movies, and Spider-Man's a huge character in those storylines in the books. I don't know if I 100% agree with that. I'm trying to think if any other character did have as big of a debut. I mean, and if you think about it, you got Spider-Man, and you bring in the whole multiverse thing with No Way Home and the multiple Spider-Mans coming in. Spider-Man literally had the gauntlet off of Thanos' hand if fucking Star-Lord didn't fuck it up. No, I mean, but the way they came in. Like, I think Black Panther had a pretty explosive debut. Yeah, I mean, I'd say Black Panther and Spidey's are honestly around the same part because Wakanda and everything coming in, that is a huge aspect coming in. Yeah. Coming into it, being the follow-up in the face of the universe, taking over Iron Man's pedestal, basically, in the universe and putting Spider-Man there. Mm-hmm. Very smart move, in my opinion. Because <clears throat> in the books and everything else from... the 1940s up until today. For Marvel, Spider-Man's been the big seller. They need to make him focal in the movies. That's why I feel like his impact when they brought him in was bigger because they brought in the biggest character that they have in their repertoire into their movies. Yep. That's like them bringing Spider-Man into the Avengers movies is like... The DC bringing Superman into the Justice League movies. No, I agree. It, it was, I mean, he had a huge impact. I mean, everything, <laughs> and even No Way Home in this multiverse shit, like, we're going to keep feeling the effects of it. And we're, we're going to keep seeing the effects of it. And I, I think they haven't announced it yet, but they do another Spider-Man movie, right? And do another Holland movie, I think. I believe they're going to right before Avengers Secret Wars and Avengers The Kang Dynasty. I think they're going to drop one more Spider-Man movie, and I think it's going to be called um, 
like homecoming or like freshman year or some shit when he's a freshman in college. Yeah, might be. And I feel like they're going to elaborate on that while he's in college. He's going to have to deal with the whole Secret Wars thing. And then he's going to have to do some shit with Nick Fury. Yeah. That's I, what, I feel like that's that. what they're going to do with movie. Because, like, they have so much more shit they could use with Spidey, man. Like, they just brought Daredevil into the MCU. Now fucking Deadpool's in it. And Spidey's in it. They could do a Team Red fucking team up in a movie. Even if it's not for a whole movie, they can give you a fight scene of them together. Like, they have a lot. Tom Holland, he's a young, strapping kid. Like, he's equipped to honestly play Spider-Man for the next 20 years. If they wanted to, they could keep him for the next 20 years. They could have Peter age with Tom. Yeah. And then have Tom train Miles in the future, and then that's how Tom Holland will get written out of the MCU, and then Miles Morales will pick up. But, like, they have a lot of shit. They have so much they can do. I felt like his impact into the MCU was very positive, and it opens up a lot of doorways that Marvel Studios can take in their movies and a lot of their storylines just for having him and just for having him included. I think they, I mean, they would be dumb to let go of Spider-Man. That's the thing though, because like they might have to with the whole legal restraints with, because of the ownership rights of Spider-Man. Yeah, because it's Sony... Fucking Sony wants their Spidey back. Yeah. <clears throat> and, like, they should do, um, like, the MCU should do a Sinister Six movie. I want you. Like, the actual Sinister Six. Not, like, the No Way Home where it's a bunch of multiverse villains who are just happen to be in the same place at the same time. Like, an actual, where they team up and actually work together to go against Spider-Man. Yeah. Who who would you put in your Sinister Six for the movie? For the movie? Oh, man. I would do Venom. Uh, Venom, obviously, right off the bat. Try to do Venom. I would do Venom. Jamie Foxx is Electro. Okay. I'd bring Scorpion down. Put a Scorpion in there. A Rhino. Would you go Paul Tiamatti's Rhino? No. A whole new one. Okay. And then I would probably do Hobgoblin. Fuck yeah, my boy. I do. That, that too, that, I think that would be my Sinister Six. If they're going to bring it into the MCU, dude, and they're like, they want to make a lot of money off it, dude, they need to go big. I they agree. proved it that going super big would work, especially for Spider-Man. By putting three of them in the same movie and bringing Wong and Doctor Strange into it, they showed that with Spider-Man, it could work just overloading the movie. So they can continue to do that with him. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think like like you said, I mean sky's the fucking limit when it comes to Spidey man. I mean he can he can do anything. He can and he's been a part he's of so many because he's, he's so fucking old. Like he's like Superman and he's like Batman. Like he's that versatile character where you can just fucking toss him into a storyline and it'll work. It'll make and, money. It'll probably fucking sell really well because you just toss that character into it. Any other situation where DC's had a storyline and it wasn't working very well and they tossed fucking one of the Trinity into it, it started working. 
That's what yeah. Marvel was doing with Spider-Man. They were doing all right. Their movies were selling. But as soon as they fucking tossed Spidey into it, look how much their fucking revenue, their money revenue went up, dude. Mm-hmm. Literally, Civil War on, all of their team-up movies where Spider-Man is in it, billions. Infinity War, billions. Endgame, billions. You're not wrong. And I like also, and this is important, and this is big because they've done it in such a good way and they've brought him into the continuity and into the team ups and stuff in such a good way that it's almost like low key ish. Like he still has a big part and he, like it's still like Spider Man's here, but it's not the fucking Spider Man show. Like Iron Man's still important. He's obviously like he, he's more of a mentor role. Like fucking Cap's still important. Thor, like all these big heroes are still them. And they're not just dancing around Spider-Man. Like he, he's like in there in the mix with them. And he doesn't feel more or less important than any of them. And I think that's why yeah. it works. Because if it was like, oh, Spider-Man's here and he's so much better than all these other people, it, it would kind of suck. But you never get that sense of it. That's where I'm confused a little bit on where they're going with him at the current moment. Because right after Endgame, when they died and then Far From Home came out and like Tony gifted him Edith and Tony gifted... Peter Parker, all this, all his stuff. And like, and they're like, you're the next Iron Man. And like the world started to look at Peter as the new Iron Man, the dude who's, they're going to rely on to help fix all this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Since that movie, they haven't talked about it or mentioned it or even like referenced to that like focal point at all. Not at all. Yeah. Now right after home, like, they, they completely, it seems like they almost completely come straight away from, like, that whole aspect of Spider-Man in the, in the movies. They definitely did, because no one knows who the fuck he is now. <laughs> I, I feel like they're going to have to fix it. I mean, you got to, right? Because Spider-Man is a street-level hero, but he's one of those characters you can take yeah, off the streets yeah. and you can throw him in a global fight or an intergalactic fight and he'll be fine. Yeah. You can consider him street level for sure. He technically, he is a street level but he's definitely like... I know, but to me that's like like... Because, like, technically, I guess you could say Superman, in a way, is street level in Metropolis sometimes. But he's also very much not. <laughs> and also yeah. fighting other galaxies and shit, just like kind of Spider-Man does. That's why, I like, when people, like, will categorize him as a street-level character, I, I mean, I agree. But at the same time, I disagree because it's solely because of Spider-Man's power level. Yeah, because he's so fucking powerful. Like, like Spider-Man can stand toe-to-toe with, like, S-tier fucking comic characters. Like, he can stand toe-to-toe and fight with the Hulk and not lose against the Hulk every single time. Like, he can beat the Hulk in certain stances. So how the fuck is that guy street level, too, you know? Exactly. Like, that's my point. Like, he, like Spider-Man in the fucking... In the, in one of his cartoons, the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, he went up against Doctor Doom and beat Doctor Doom one-on-one. Like, a street-level character can't beat Doctor Doom. And, like, even some of his villains, like, Lizard's not a street-level villain. 
I'd say Lizard is, and like honestly, most of Spidey's villains are. The only few that I would take out of street level villains for him would be like Venom, Carnage, Doc Ock, and Hob and the Green Goblin and Hobgoblin. Yeah, that's like six. <laughs> but other than that, all his other villains are definitely street level. Like Kingpin, 100% street level. Rhino, street level. Scorpion, Electro, Lizard, definitely street level. Craven the Hunter, 100%. Yeah. Sandman, he's street level. I mean, Sandman, arguably, he could be different because he, be, he can become this fucking this giant that could just wreak havoc, but not really. But Spider-Man's one of those dudes that can, you can take him off the street and, like, he can throw down with Thanos. He proved that in Infinity War. He he removed the gauntlet off of Thanos' fucking hand, dude. No other character in that entire roster of fucking Marvel characters was able to do that. And Spider-Man walked right in and just took it off his fucking hand, and then Star-Lord fucked it up. Star-Lord... You know, he was fighting for like, And, like, my favorite scene in, Mar- in Endgame is when Spider-Man had the gauntlet and he was just swinging around the battlefield trying to keep the gauntlet away from everybody. Yeah. I like it. I like and like another like another thing that his impact did in the MCU is, like, when he came into the MCU, Marvel took Spider-Man and they took a street-level character like he's known to be and they took him to outer space. Man, he's never done that before in the movie. They took him to outer space and made him play aliens and shit. That's true. And that's not really his shit. No, I thought that was really cool. Like, they put him in a fucking Stark technology fucking Spider-Man suit that could make him be able to be out in space. That's one of my favorite Spider-Man suits that Spider-Man has is the Infinity War fucking Iron Spider-Man suit. That was badass. I like that suit a lot. I even bought that fucking suit in the Marvel Avengers video game for my Spider-Man character. You got him in that? Yeah, I like that suit a lot. That's funny. Yeah, no, it's a great suit. And I, I think he's he's going to continue to have an impact because even if there's not Spider-Man movies, I mean, it's hard to talk about the impact now because no one in the universe remembers him, but I'm sure they're going to find a way to undo that. Or I mean, his impact, I mean, currently, even though no one knows who he is, it is Spider-Man's fault right now while the multiverse is fucked up. Yes. It could be a negative impact that he does have on the on the universe is that the reason why the fucking everything's breaking right now within the multiverse structure is because of him. It's because he's an indecisive bitch. Peter Parker. <laughs> he was the during the, in that scene I was like, Shut the fuck up. Let him cast the spell, bro. That was another that. thing too, like I don't know why. I hope they explain it in the future. I don't know why Doctor Strange was so like, okay, I'll do it. I'll cast this spell. He wasn't like you realize the precautions of what this spell could do. It could devastate the entire world and crush the multiverse. He's like, no, I'll okay. I'll cast. Who do you want to forget you? 
just list the people and I'll do it right now. Like, he didn't even try to fucking warn Spider-Man of the massive fucking dangerous precautions that would come after this. Didn't even try to. He just did it. He thought Spider-Man knew his shit. He's fucking, like, 15, dude. He's a high school kid. He don't know his He fucking ass. saved the world. Like, the Sorcerer Supreme should have been like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do this because the outcome of it is going to be devastating. He's like, nah, okay, we'll do it right now. Yeah, he's like, nah, let's do it. No, as soon as Wong walks like, out of the room, I thought, That was the only part of No Way Home I thought was pretty fucking stupid. Doctor Strange didn't even try to restrain or try to warn Peter it's not a good idea. He just... Are you sure he didn't Did say something like that? There wasn't a line like... No, no this he said the only brain. thing that Strange said is while he was casting this spell and Peter was trying to change it mid-cast, that's when Doctor Strange was like, if you keep changing the spell while I'm in the middle of casting it, it makes screws everything up. That was the only thing he said about it. Before he started casting the spell, he didn't warn Peter about a fucking thing. Yeah. It was only when Peter was trying to change it while he was casting it. That's true. Peter should have should sh- shut up, though. He should have came in he with a pre-list. He could, honestly could have found a different way to figure all this out without having to do the spell at all. But I get that's why Marvel did it, so they could show the MCU, like the multiverse breaking open and things starting to leak in from other dimensions and shit. Yeah, I agree with you. I, uh, I'm definitely excited to see Secret Wars. I think that's going to be the one movie where we're really going to see a really heavily impacted Spider-Man. Now, in, do you think he shows up? Movie. In Secret Wars, in the original Secret Wars comic strip from the 80s, Spider-Man's a huge part of it. In the newer one, the new the read like the redone Secret Wars they did like in 2014 or something like that, he still is part of the team up, but he's not as big as he's not as big as a member of it as he is in the original run. Right. Yeah, I know. I so know I, he was there though, for sure. I don't. I think they're gonna go with the newer. Secret Wars storyline, because the older one had, like, Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, like, all them in it, and obviously those guys are dead in the movie, so I don't think they're going to go with that one. Yeah, they got to be careful now how they do shit, now that all the a lot of the big hitters are gone. Yeah. <laughs> or they're going to start doing it, like, with Falcon being the new Captain America, they're going to start running old original Cap stories, but instead of it being Steve Rogers, it's going to fucking be Falcon. I yeah, don't might know. Right. They might just sub Falcon in for him every time now. Yeah, I know, like, it was already, like, 12 years that these actors played these characters, but I, I feel like they should have tried to hold on to those people. For a little longer. Yeah, at least the, like they got rid of a lot of them fast. Like Bruce Banner's the only one yeah, left, right? Like right, yeah, like right off the him and Thor, like right off the bat, like they just took Iron Man and Cap and Black Widow and Hawkeye. They just see you later, dude. Yeah, which and I Hawkeye's understand to make alive. way, but Hawkeye's still alive, but he's turning his back to that whole superhero lifestyle. He's like walking away from it. 
Yeah, he's giving it to Kate. I I definitely feel like they should have stuck it out until after the Kang Dynasty and after Secret Wars, and then kill off Snap and Iron Man and all them, and then move on. But because like that, that original that original Secret Wars with the roster is fire. Yeah, and they they have a new lineup started, so you know you got Shang Chi in there now and. Couple others. We'll see, dude. I don't. I don't really. I'm very confused on the future of this universe. But to get back to the point of our episode, his impact for the, on the MCU is very positive in very many ways. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, I think. Uh... You don't have a lot of the big moments. You don't have Mr. Stark. I don't feel so well. Like, and that's all. That was the meme from that. You know. So he he had so many like iconic moments within the MCU, and so many ripples and effects. I mean, the the kid had four movies. There are three movies. He had a, a whole trilogy. It's our, it's over now. He he was a part of uh, Civil War, which was a big kind of team up. Well, not team up, but you know. Uh, event type movie. Uh, he was a big part of Infinity War, and he was a big part of Endgame. So, yeah. And no I way home we'll was get, like a I think we'll get Spider back again soon. I think we're, we'll get Spider Man back again in the Daredevil show. I was gonna say, Wendy, do you think he's gonna show up during Daredevil at all? I think he'll be in it. I don't think he's gonna have like a role. In the show, I think he'll appear in it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I definitely think because he's in New York. You yeah. know what I mean? At least for an episode. If there's going to be 18 fucking episodes of that thing, uh, what? the Daredevil show on Disney Plus, if there's, they announced 18 episodes. He's got to show up for at least one. That's another bit of news, too, that they revealed. Daredevil Reborn again, the the show they're coming out with, is not a continuation from the Netflix series. For the longest time when they were announced that Daredevil was going to be in the MCU and they brought him in, it was believed that they were just going to continue off the Netflix series, but they're doing a reboot of it. So basically everything that happened in the Netflix series didn't happen in Daredevil's life. They're basically rebooting the character. Really? Yeah. I mean, it it's makes sense. Not, it's, make not a it's a complete reboot. Okay. With the same characters. It's still Charlie Cox. It's still Vincent D'Onofrio. John Bernthal still Punisher. Rosario oh. Dawson's still that, that nurse lady. I'm glad she's back. I love her. Rosario Dawson's good in anything. Yeah, it's weird. I thought they were just going to continue it. That's what it was believed to be. Like, everybody, like, that's what everybody thought was going to happen. It was not going to be a direct continuation from the Netflix series, but it was going to be that everything in the Netflix series still happened. It's just a different point of that Daredevil's life. But they're now now they're just completely rebooting it like none of that happened. 
Gotcha. I mean, I, I can't wait. That, that That's one of the ones that I'm really looking forward to in the MCU that's coming up. Yep. Uh, Daredevil's that. Yep, I agree. That, I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited for Blade. Yeah, Blade, I of think course. Blade is going to be much better than Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, even though Blade. that's iconic. I, I, I don't I disagree think, with you. I think Marshal Ali is the perfect actor to play Blade. I don't think there's anybody else on this planet that they could have picked to play that role better than him. I agree. He is the perfect choice. Uh, you got anything else on the impact on Spider-Man? Um, I mean, not much, because we still have... We, Covered everything, basically, what he has impacted since he's been in. We obviously have future stuff with him and that's going to be shown to us. We just have to wait. Yeah. And we'll, we, we, we can always go back and review the movies, too. You know. Oh, yeah. I definitely... I would be down. Because those are some my of my favorites. My opinion for his impact on the MCU is a little biased because he's my favorite superhero of all time. But, yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird to not admit that since he's been in here, he's done nothing but very good things for the universe, both economically and, like, for the plot and everything. Yeah, and that's why, like, it's good to have me on with you because I'm notoriously not <laughs> a big Spider-Man guy. But, I like, it's hard to deny that he has had a huge impact. He's not my favorite character by any stretch of the imagination. I, I do enjoy Spider-Man, and I enjoy some Spider-Man books and video games and movies. He's not my favorite. But the impact he's had on the MCU is, it's hard to, you can't ignore it. It's fucking, he's had his own trilogy. He, he's been a part of all these flicks. Like, I don't, I don't know what else. Like, he, he is like, He's that Superman, Batman level, so when you stick him into something, it's gold. It's money. It's just it's the way it is. And it was already successful. You throw him in, it's even more successful. So, Yeah, that's like the point I was trying to get across. Is like as soon as right after Civil War, after they introduced him, the fucking the profit margin for the movies is just skyrocketing. It yeah. might not literally be because of him being in the universe, but I'm not yeah, it's I'm not, not giving him all that credit because that it's was not a lot a of storytelling. But he definitely he definitely helped. He definitely had something to do with it getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think it was always kind of the plan for him to be a part of it anyway, so I think Fight Yeah, I definitely if there wasn't that uh, that legal obligation with the ownership with Sony owning him, I feel like Spider-Man would have been introduced like in the first Avengers movie. I agree. But yeah, I thought I but, think his impact is overly positive. I agree, and there's a lot more to come, so a lot more stuff to stay excited for. Absolutely. You want to. You want to get out of here, or you want me to reveal what what we're doing next week? Or you got anything else on Spidey? No, I'm good on Spidey. What do you want to do next week? We're going to talk about 
you know, the men and women that bring these things to life that we love so much, the creators, uh, we're going to be talking about our personal list, me and Bobby. We're going to be doing our top 10 favorite comic book writers of all time. So, have you been reading Are a lot of books lately? Comic book writers or comic book movie writers as well, like script writers? No. Just comic book writers. That's a different list for a different day. We could definitely do okay. that someday, but I'm not. I I'm not throwing uh, like Stanley and Alan Moore and shit along with, uh, you know, Snyder and stuff. I, I I'd rather. I think they should be on different lists. I agree. That could definitely be a different list. But uh, yeah, the top ten writers. These people that you know certified like i mean some of the best storytellers on planet earth i mean comic books are such a huge medium and we wouldn't have any of these movies we wouldn't be having this conversation we wouldn't have any of this shit without them so it's a big fucking deal they you know some of them are unsung heroes or don't get talked about enough so it'll be fun to you know talk about 10 of our favorites yeah doing top 10 yeah we'll do top 10 Mm. All right. With that being said, this is the Web Cave. Bobo, always a pleasure. Hell yeah. Let's get the hell out of here, buddy. Let's get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> All right. We'll see everybody next time. Make sure to check out the Instagram page, the Facebook page. Yes, sir. And, uh, keep checking us out Mondays here at 7. And, uh, yeah, we'll see everybody next time. Peace. See you later.